A crisp chill cooled the air of the Heaven's Gate. The portal stood closed at the far side of the hall, sealed by twin darkwood doors. A ring of rubies ran around the middle of the room, encircling an altar of shining marble. Amber stones from their metal seats illuminated the offering bowls upon its surface. Great statues towered the ring, totems to the divinities watching over the gateway between the worlds. With prayers and offerings made to the gods, the Empress and the Hermitess stood before the portal. Looking upon each other, they smiled. The divine having blessed their journey, they were ready to emerge from Astaria into the wilderlands of the Galdergrove. With a final glance back to the petrified faces of the gods, the Empress drew open the doors, and the rainbow bridge shone upon their faces. Oh, okay. What? What? What's so funny? <laughs> Let me guess. On the other side of said rainbow bridge is a bunch of pride and two squirrels in pencil skirts singing in soprano. <laughs> singing soprano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, not, 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 not just, you know, you know. You know what? You'll just have to see next time, since, hey, look, our guests are here. Hail, fellow seekers, and merry meets. <laughs> here at the Catherine of Mystic Minds, we explore the mysteries of magic, divinity, and spiritual life from a pagan perspective. Whether you be witch or druid, Hellenist or heathen, or simply a wandering wanderer wending your way, you're welcome to witness what we have to say. And in this episode of The Sisters Around, we're talking deities. So what, uh, let's see, so how, where do we start with deities? I mean, like, they're only, like, super, they're only, like, super important, okay, right? So, like, there's only, like, several billion of them. Well, I'm not sure about billion, but you know what? You know what? Just, yes, we're just gonna go with billion, okay? You know what? If we account all of the, all of the archetype spirits, which I guess we should get into, like, how we define deities at that point, um, like, which we will, uh, then yeah, I guess you could say there are virtually infinite, right? Hmm. Yeah. I think, I think one of the greatest, uh, things about paganism and worshipping, working with deities versus you know, Christianity or any of the others. It's such freedom of choosing your deities. You can work with ones from various of different pantheons at once and not feel uh, constricted by just one pantheon. Then we get into like, okay, well, pantheons, right? Like what, what makes a pantheon? What makes a deity? Let's just, let's just cover that very briefly. And then we can, we can get to the juicy part, right? Okay. Um, and I know where this is going, right? This is going to where, okay, hey, Sin, explain to us so I can just nod and say, yeah, yes, yes I agree, but I can't word it like you can. <laughs> okay, come, let's be real. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's true, that's true. Uh, y y yes, of course it's true. I said it. Have such way with words. Yes, I do. Okay, now, now, where was I? Oh, yeah, so, okay. So, the gods, the deities, um... I've explained in a previous episode my perspective on what is a divinity, what is a spirit, right? But, like, the the question is, what defines then a god, right, as opposed to just any other spirit, right? And I like to imagine that while a divinity in general, a spirit in general, is a kind of um, a, a narrative layer manifestation of 
physical phenomena, and, and also symbol, I guess you could say symbolic patterns that emerge from physical phenomena. A deity or a god is a like, and there is a little distinction between those words, but um, is a kind of um, is a kind of of archetype of this sort of thing, right? Like, like so you might have um, you might have like a god of, uh, or I should say, you might have a spirit of like a tree, which is fine, but then you might have a god of of like the oaks. Right, and so it's like okay, so now there's this archetype that covers the characteristics of all of the spirit of the collective of oaks that is found manifest within that very, you know, that 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 very, uh, um, yeah, that that very concept of the oak. Yeah. No, I I mean I, I agree because I've I've always kind of very much seen deities as beings above our own. Or beings in the different dimension, whether it be gods or guardian spirits and demons and devils, spirits of nature and so on and so forth. The divine, in a sense. Yeah, in a sense, it, it, it's like, like the divine, the divine is like this sort of abstract concept. And then you have like, yeah, the, the sort of the, the, the manifestations of the divine. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and it's funny, like, you, you get, you, you know, there's, like, this idea of, like, okay, well, there are, is it a god or is it, like, and then you start listing certain things that, let's be real, are gods as well, right? So it's, like, you know, there might be, like, is, is, is Zeus a god? Okay, well, interestingly, and this is something that I picked up uh, fairly recently, Zeus is, um, or Zeus, if you really want to be, um, if, you, if you want to impress me, um, is a, uh, is not only like a sort of a, a god, a king of kings, etc., but is like the sort of is a kind of like manifestation of the archetype of the spirit of the day sky. Um, it, it's and the same thing with like, okay, well, is Gaia now it gets me interesting, more, more interesting, is mm-hmm. Gaia a goddess or is Gaia like the earth itself? Well, I mean, both, right? Because we're talking about the spirit of the earth mm-hmm. is named Gaia or is the earth mother, however you want to, you know, whichever language you want to use to describe this, this, this concept, this archetype. But it also varies on your personal belief of whether you or which way your path goes as a pagan or a witch or so on your spiritual journey whether you see them more as like a god or whether you see them more as a spirit of as you had said yeah when you start to where where you start to see this come out most is when people are in such denial about the these definitions because they're insistent on a specific interpretation of a doctrine that was handed down to them and what's coming to my mind is the doctrine of Abrahamism mm-hmm. of thou shalt not have any other god before me. Um, and then this very, very commonly gets interpreted as there is no other god, I'm the only one. Yeah. Which I'll be honest with you, I still to this day don't understand how you go from thou shalt not have any other god before me, which defines that there are other gods potentially exactly. and that they should just, just come after me. And then from there you get, well, there is no such thing as a god. And then it's like, okay, but then you talk about, well, there's Satan. Well, Satan was an angel. What's an, what's an angel? What are the archangels? What are the saints? The saints, like, what is, who's Saint Brigid? I don't know. Who is Saint Brigid from the goddess Brigid? I, I wonder, you know, like, they, they're, yeah, it's so, it's so, I, I, I might have, I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I actually came to the thought recently, like, monotheism, hard monotheism, actually makes zero sense to me. Like, I was thinking about it, like, okay, everyone's belief, but the reality is, 
it doesn't make any sense to me because like you have pantheism, which makes sense to me. Like, okay, we're just going to say there's, I worship the divinity, the concept of the divine throughout the universe. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, sure. Um, and there's, and polytheism where it's like, here are the manifestations of the archetypes of the divine. That makes sense. But I find hard monotheism, the idea of there is an entity that is separate from us all that is a God. Okay. But there's also only one of that thing. I find that to be the least likely explanation of anything. I find it so bizarre. Why? How is it that this one thing that is itself a separate entity, a separate self-contained entity, somehow it is there and also there is nothing else like it? I, that do, I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, you know, pick pantheism or polyism, but like uh, a lot of these people, you know, and you, you, that's when you start to get into this. Like, okay, these are all like hard monotheists, the Abrahamists. And at the same time, they're like, okay, yeah, but we also believe in the angels and the saints and the blah, blah, blah. It's like, are you sure you're hard monotheist or you're just insisting that you're, you, the words you're picking match the, the doctrines you think you're adopting, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense, honestly. So... Now that I've rambled about my sort of like ponderings on mono, poly, you know, all the good stuff, all the, all the good stuff, um, you know, how do we go about like approaching the gods? Because like, here's the thing, right? Like, like I've heard of people who want to work with the gods. They want to build relationships with the gods. In fact, I know one in particular who very recently said to me, like, I really want to really reestablish my love for the gods, my relationship with the gods. But, you know, had a bit of a, a traumatic sort of backstory um, with with the church, the Christian church, you know, and, and Yahweh El, whatever. Of the course. Name yeah, of course, exactly. And and I said to them, well, why don't you just wait until I explain all this and my, and my dear empress explains, like, her perspectives and all of this. Um, and the sisters around. So here we are, sisters around. Woo! Okay, right. And you know, so so that's that's where we are now. Um, <laughs> why don't we talk about about that? Like, how do we how do we approach this? How do we how do we start talking to the gods? How do we how do we? Because we you have a life, you haven't actually bridged any connections. Maybe you have to L, but that's uh -huh. it, right? And it's like it's your whole life has been just yeah. talking to L and nobody else. You've been neglecting everyone. They're all like like who uh -huh. the fuck is this, right? Okay, well. For starters, uh, uh, working with deities is definitely a big step in your practice, and oftentimes, if you are on the internet seeking such things out, such as I am, or actually a lot of people these days, especially like the younger generations who are very internet-driven, which uh, there's nothing particular. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> um, you're going to hear a lot of people saying basically no. You can't, you can't be into deity work or uh, anything deity related until, you know, you've had, have been, you know, been experienced. And, and, and my thought process is like, okay, but when, when, if, if deity work or deity, anything to do with deities is a big no, then where do you start? And how do you know where to start when you're ready? Like, do you have to do it for several years? The answer is simple. The, the answer is very simple. The best time to start, honestly, is when you feel you're ready. Um, and when I say you feel you're ready, yes, actually genuinely feel like you're ready. But don't forget that the fundamentals of 
paganism or witchcraft, they're very important, especially when you are working with some higher being that you would consider a deity. And we, and you wanted to know some of the ways to connect and how I connected. Weirdly enough, okay, mine's not so exaggerated or really out there like, oh, I, I felt the whisper of the call of the wild. No, it, it wasn't anything like that. <laughs> and realistically, it was just, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. I, I mean, ever since I, I've always been obsessed with the Greek pantheon, so that's kind of where it got me to be like, okay, these signs, these things that I'm feeling, the symbolism, they're clearly going to be of the Greek pantheon because I've always been obsessed and compelled to fall down the rabbit hole that is the Greek mythos. Let's be real here. There's a lot of it and a lot of it is just Zeus sleeping around. Um. <laughs> Zeus and Nyx's skirt. We have talked about this, okay? Yes. What was it episode wherever the hell? Listen to the whole damn podcast this one. I can't keep citing episodes. I don't know them all. I don't remember them all. Just episode N minus this. Okay? Now, continue. <laughs> um, so, I just... I one day started just like... I mean, I knew the mythologies. I knew, like, their stories. And I, st I was, like, scrolling on TikTok. And I saw videos of people, like, oh, here are some of the things that are associated with these gods. And it got me thinking, right? And I had started seeing a bunch of, like, specific deities that I didn't... Yeah, I mean, I've done research on them, but I didn't do extensive research on them. The one I did extensive research on when I was in, like, middle school was Hades, specifically. I was so hell-bent on... Um, convincing everybody he just loved his wife and dog. Nothing more, just just that. He wasn't as bad as, big and bad as everybody, you know, made him out to be. Or evil, should I say. Because, like, yeah, because, like, most times when we're talking about Hades, they're just like, oh, the god of death. And I'm like, no, he's not the god of death. And then if they do correct themselves, they're like, oh, the god of the underworld. I'm like, yeah, he's the underworld, but... Or the ruler of the dead. Yeah, he's all of these things, but he's also the god of riches and wealth and money. Every All the things under the earth. Yeah, like, it's like people confuse, like, Thanatos. Mm -hmm. Thanatos with, like, Hades, right? Like, like it's like, he's not the, he, Hades is not the angel of death. What are you on about? Like, just, yeah. He, Hades is just, like, he happens to, he's the warden of the dead, right? We'll put it that way, right? Yeah, he's just like, I just rule them. Um, but yeah, so I, I just, like, I, I was hell-bent on doing a lot of studies on him, and I was, like, just scrolling through the internet, and I kept seeing a lot of, like, specific deities that I had not particularly looked up in, like, years. Like, I kept seeing stuff about Nyx and Hecate and blah blah blah, this and this. I wasn't too surprised to see Hecate or Hecate or Hecate, however you wish to say her name. She just has informed me that she doesn't care. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, clearly being you know, the goddess of witches, a lot of witch practitioners like to take her on as someone they worship, which is fine. So I was seeing a lot of her, and it made sense as to why I was seeing a lot of her, because I fall down the rabbit hole of, like, witch talk, which, honestly, I just take with a grain of salt and just watch it for the sheer entertainment and drama and all. Um, which, mind you, 
realistically, even that some of the things we say, you should probably still research extensively. I mean, we've done the research, don't get me wrong. But there's these are our perspectives. These are our ways of thinking about it. This is how we do it. If you might do it differently. Someone else might do it differently. And that's fine to each their own. And that's the beauty of to paganism is the freedom to do it however you want. So I it got me thinking. I had I seen one particular video and it was like, oh, here are some of the associations with Nyx and they're just like, oh bats and uh stars and moons and so on and so forth and then it, it was like one of those little slideshows where it went over through multiple gods and it got me thinking and i'm just like i kind of like bats i kind of like all the like the things that are associated these are things that i would associate with myself as well and it got me thinking and of course i dug deeper it was like in the middle of one of my tarot lives i just suddenly felt the urge to ask hey is there a deity with me um and yeah it was nyx and hectate and hera not hera why did i say hera? nyx hectate eris so on and so forth all the lovely ladies of the god of the greek pantheon maybe actually okay why'd you just say hera like how much you want to bet it's like hera's just like Pay attention to me, bitch. Right. You have been neglecting me so hard. I'm just going to shove this thought into your head right now. Okay. It's like, Heru. It's like me with, it's like me with, um, Keres. Like, I adore Keres, but like, every time I want to say Kirke, I say Keres. I'm like, okay, I think I have like a, I think Demeter is just kind of getting like, hey, hey, hello. Hi. Why are you neglecting <laughs> me? And I'm like, hey. So, uh, I just had felt compelled that one day to be like, hey. Who, who am I doing? Who, who, who's present? And it was Persephone and Eris and Kati, Nyx, Aphrodite, Athena. And then Hades is just like, I'm here. Not the whole host of them. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I felt so... I. Let me tell you, after all of the wonderful ladies or the goddesses that I work with uh, had uh, presented themselves, I was just so exhausted. And then Hades is just like, here, child, have some energy. And and then after that, Zeus brought his crackhead energy. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I can't with you. The Sky Father comes in with a little, like, it's like, here, let me show you my thunderbolt. <laughs> it's a very big, powerful one, indeed. Let me just go, crack Like, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I could sense he was laughing his ass off at the fact that I call, said he had crackhead energy. Okay, to be fair, to be fair, like, <laughs> like, I, I... You have called me a crackhead squirrel, too. Okay, can we be real? I get it. I laugh, too, when I think about that. Every single time I think yeah. about that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't I don't work with Zeus, but he appeared that day for whatever beyond. Honestly, now that I think about it, I don't ever think I got why he came. I think I asked, and it was something of just, like, I was bored or something like that. Um, and I'm just like, look here. We, you and I, no. No, I am not going to spend the rest of my life being smit smited <laughs> by Hera. 
So, no. And, like, I never saw him again. <laughs> and, and that brings me on to, like, another very important topic when it comes to deities. Is setting boundaries. Setting boundaries. That is something that I honestly... Okay, listen. This might be my, my sub-squirrel nature. My sub-squirrel nature. But, like, I, I have a hard time with that. I tend to be like, okay, who the hell am I to set boundaries with the gods? To me, it's like, listen, I'm a pawn in their game and I just, like, surrender, okay? <laughs> but that's just me. And I honestly, I get that. But at the same time, if you treat them with respect, they'll treat you with mutual respect in return and respect said boundaries of course as long as it's like a realistic thing like hey please don't mess with me while i'm at work you know don't come like creeping up on me at work when i'm like talking to people on the phone you know stuff like that or hey my shower off limits none of y'all around in here are you wait 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 hang on no 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 hang on i absolutely want hijia in there with me are you kidding let's be real hijia <laughs> is absolutely gonna help me like get cleansed as fuck in there okay i'm just saying <laughs> or in my res or um there's times where i light a candle and i'm like okay i'm gonna light this candle don't burn my house down please thank you bye i mean <laughs> Okay, okay, that's me every single time anything is, like, anything, anywhere, any fire, anywhere. Okay, holy shit, please, I beg of you. She, she, Sin hears about me lighting a candle, and she's just like, okay, don't burn your house down, please, thank you. I'm like, please, 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 be very fucking careful, I beg of you, I, I plead to you, I prostrate myself to you here, Empress, please, I beg of you, be careful, holy shit, okay? But, like, honestly, like, I just, it's like... <laughs> like, like, I'm not even kidding. That's a, that's a reason. That's one of the reasons I'm like I have a an iffy relationship with um with the Sky Father himself, right? Toast. Okay, let's be real. Like, like I know, I know, thunder is like it's like roar, and I'm like I'm not really big fan of like really big, loud, scary sounds. Okay, I get it. Um, but like, like it wouldn't otherwise be that big of a deal to me if not for the idea that, like, lightning can literally cause, like, holy shit, like, oh my gosh, please do not strike the tree outside my house, do not strike my house, do not strike the of the fields, do not strike anything, I just, please, just, mm. just stay up in the clouds, alright, I know you're angry, probably you got rejected by another, like, another person you wanted to get into the skirt, okay, I get it, just chill, just chill, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so, honest, uh, so, so honestly, that's my story. There, there's nothing special about my story of like how it came to be. Nothing special. <laughs> okay, can we be real? Every pagan story in this world right now is special. Okay, we're in a world. I mean, that's true. Right, like the not special story is I went to church every Sunday and I worship Jesus. And it's like, do you love Jesus? I guess I do. It's like, do you care about Jesus that much? Eh, I don't really. It's like that's the normal story. Okay. Well, okay, okay, okay. My story is unique, but it's not nearly as eventful as, like, some of the stories I've heard. Actually, the only really eventful thing of my story in specific was uh, Athena. I had kept seeing a lot of Athena things online, and I'm just like, no, this is the internet's algorithm and, like, Google listening to us. Because just Athena-related ads everywhere. Athena had to go to my bestie and be like, hey, bitch, you need to get that other bitch and tell her that I'm here. Oh my gosh, I can just picture... Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> that is like that is like seriously that is literally Aphrodite to me. It's like, hey, are you sure you don't want to like help me get like get like freaking Ren's attention? Like she's been like kind of neglecting, and I'm just like, I don't think she's gonna listen to me. <laughs> just like she's if she's not listening to you on your fucking altar, she ain't gonna listen to me. You're gonna have to find some other way to freaking get to her. I mean, realistically, they could just come bother me in my dreams. Okay, because they bug me in my dreams, and I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't help. Like, (laughs) that doesn't help. Uh, Yeah, I know. It's just, it's funny because I feel like they just much rather go annoy all of my friends and come to me. I'm like, I can't be that dense. Oh, I was going to say, I think that might say a little something about you, my dear. That may say something a little bit about you. (laughs) Like, you might need to, like, open up a little. Open your heart. Okay, open your heart. Let the, let the goddess in. Okay, let the goddess in. Ugh. I mean, I felt Eris yesterday. Okay, let the goddesses who are not literally trying to screw everything up for fun in. Holy crap. Okay, this harmonious squirrel ain't gonna deal with this shit. Oh my god. You know, no, that is, okay, we're laughing, but like, I was the one who had to, do, had to like deliver the message from Eris. I get it, okay? My, my dear guests, my dear listeners, my listeners, like, wow, they're all mine now at this point. Um, yep. <laughs> okay. Listen, okay, I know, like, there's there's that Empress over there, and then there's the Tsarina! You are all here for me. You see, see, the thing is, we all know that I'm just the co-host at this point. I love it! You brought me in, you're like, hey, I've been doing this for a while, I need someone to, like, help me out a little bit. Next thing you know, the squirrel takes over everything! <laughs> oh. So true, though. I mean, she she's basically all the memes... For now, we're gonna come up with some interesting ideas for you, okay? We're gonna make people love you, okay? I listen, if I can love you, then other people can love you. Let's be real. I mean I, I don't know how. Maybe it's okay, I should say that, but let's be real. I'm freaking weird and unique, so I guess it's like, okay, I need to bring you to the masses, okay? You you also, you're just like Ren, yay, do 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 <laughs> And I do ooh voice and you're like <gasps> Oh no, are we gonna do this again? Oh no, oh gosh, this is exploitation of the labor, okay? This is, this is, we need to rise up with the labor movement, okay? I'm telling you, workers rise up, our editors are getting exploited, okay? The, the, the wiles of the sirens are leading them right into the rocks, okay? This is what's happening here. At okay, but last time I checked, my editor gets paid in giggles and squeeze and uwu voices. <laughs> okay, listen! Fuck! You guys, you guys hear that? That is what weakness sounds like. No! Okay, no! I am absolutely- What do you mean, weakness? Okay, you say that, but- I, I just, uh, <laughs> Okay, listen! No, I'm standing strong! No! You know what? No! Athena's spear and shield and shit, the Aegis! Okay, here's what's happening. I'm done. I'm no. No more ooh. No. Ooh voice has no effect on me. I'm building the callus. The ice wall is here. I'm just. I'm, no. No, we're done. We're done being controlled by the. by the over. Sin? What? But Sin, we gotta continue on with the podcast. And the next thing is the topic of how we ultimately develop our relationships with our chosen deities. <laughs> And I will do so, I will do so in my fucking, I, I, yes, I agree, but it's under my control, damn it. Okay. No. 
We already know it was under my control to begin with. But before we go into ch- like uh, the ultimate development of relationships with deities, let's talk quickly on do we choose the deities or do the deities choose us? Well, I think it's both. Okay, I think it's both. Like, do yeah. I do I reach out to like Dionysos and say, hey, you know, I've been thinking about like how you could really we could we could, I could benefit from a relationship with you, and you could benefit from me basically spreading your glory in the world. Let's be real. Hail Dionysos, mm-hmm. Lord of Liberation. Anyway, um, but, uh, I, but I honestly, every time you say that, I just imagine him raising his cup and nodding. <laughs> Yes, glory be. Okay, the great master of masks. Oh, yes. However, however, then there are some who choose me with or without my consent. Okay, let's put it this way. Okay, like, there are some who decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm, this person is going to be very useful to me in my in my plans. And then I go, okay, but can you at least fill me on your plans? And I'm like, I'll tell you what I want you to know. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Because though they can choose us, like, ultimately, like, uh, everybody kind of has a spirit guide, whether it be a god, an ancestor, so on and so forth. And uh, one of my friends, one of the gods who watches over him is Eponia. I think I might have said this in another episode. Um, I don't recall. Epona! Epona. Yeah, why did I say Epona? You said Eponia. Eponia. Like, because because goddess of ponies or something? Eponia. Possibly that. Anyways, <laughs> so she is the goddess that looks over him. We we haven't quite figured out why, because he, he's... It would be different if he had, like, a really close thing with horses, but he doesn't. Um, but he, he is very Christian. Uh, you know, one of the cool, chill ones who's like, oh, okay, cool. Cool. I got her watching over me. But clearly, he has chosen not to worship her. But she still is going to watch over him, sort of thing. That's one of those issues where, not issues, but one of those scenarios where they choose us, but we didn't choose to do anything with it. You know, he's not going to build that relationship with her. I know how that goes. All the pains of unrequited love. What a tragedy. If you could see me glaring at you right now. What? Yeah, laugh it up. Laugh it up, Sin. What? You don't think I you you don't think I don't know who you're talking about? Obviously I'm talking about great lady um uh let me think. What's the name I can just throw into here to save my face? Um No, no. You are talking about the glorious Empress. But my Empress Who has like ooed who has ooed you into submission, apparently. I I but mean my Empress, my dear. <laughs> so in the topic of how to develop a relationship with said deities would honestly be no different than building a relationship with anyone else realistically because when when you and I are building a relationship for example what do we do we talk we talk we give gifts you know we take the time out of our day to do stuff together right it would be no different than with them and devotionals. Mm, devotionals. Right? We painted each other's portraits, and that was that was a huge boon. Okay, let's be real. Yes. Uh, and I mean, honestly, it's like the same. I mean, clearly you're not gonna, just, I'm not gonna, well, I don't know about sin. Sin might do it, but I'm not gonna put up an altar for sin, you know? That's kind of, um, much. <laughs> wow! <laughs> 
Wow, <laughs> what are you saying? No, I want to. What are you? Wait, well, let's go into. Okay, okay, we were going to do Shadow with Lena. What the hell are you saying? You egotistical. Wow, unbelievable. Wow. Don't lie. You know you would go that far. Well, no, you you would joke about going that far. You wouldn't go to that extent. If anybody went to that extent, I would be kind of. <laughs> oh my gosh! What would you feel? Actually, no. Now I want to know. Well, hang on. What's going on here? Wait. What are you? What are you suggesting with this? What would I? If someone were to dedicate an altar to me, I would be the fuck. What the absolute fuck? No. Okay. Noted. Now, onward, so. <laughs> Noted. Onward, so. Clearly, you so, so you could build altars for the deities, your ancestors, so on and so forth. You would leave them gifts, or as we like to refer to them in the pagan witch community, offerings. Um, whether this be crystals, or knickknacks, or food, or drink, or so on and so forth. Uh, Whichever is associated with them, whichever you feel they would like, um, you can even ask them if they would like that by means of divination, which we had a whole episode talking about that too. I believe it's episode two. Go watch episode two right now. I say watch. <laughs> I keep saying watch. Listen. Go listen to episode two right now. And if you need help to find episode two. If you need assistance from us directly, individually, personally, to, wa- to 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 find episode two and all other things that related to us, you know where we're going. This join the fucking Discord. Anyway, it has to be said a few times per 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 session. Now go on, please. <laughs> okay, so we we've talked about a little bit about building a relationship with the deity. Now let's talk a little bit about, unless you have a specific question uh, about. Do you? Do I Maybe have a question have... that a certain someone would ask? Okay, why is it that after the last thing you just accused me of, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what is she saying about me with regards to building an altar to her? Holy shit. Okay, let me think. Okay. Um <laughs> No, I get I think I get what <laughs> I get where you're going with this. And it has nothing to do with that with the, the great shrine to the Midnight Empress. Okay. Okay, we're just gonna put a giant drape over that thing back there. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so how do I begin? Like, you know, I, I'm interested in these these gods. They sound they sound dope as heck. They sound like they sound like like puffy what is it, puffy fluff of fluffy stuff? No, I don't know. Listen, I'm really bad at, at remembering my own freaking memes. Okay, look. They, they sound fantastic. Okay. How do I begin? And you want to, and you want to know the starting point, correct? Wow. Just, just like, just, just again with a premature ejaculation. Just boom. Just <laughs> gone. Okay. Next. Move on. Yeah. I can't even ask the question. Go on. Answer the question I haven't asked yet. Go for it. Holy crap. Cut me right the hell off. I'm like Deadwood. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm Deadwood here. Holy crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you wanted to know, or, you know, the person, friend's mutual friend has asked, how does one start working with babies? <laughs> well, like I had said, offerings. But it depends on where you are, where you are at. Do you know who your deities are and you just want and you 
kind of been MIA for them for a while and you want to get back into talking to them. If that is the case, well, you might just have to take a leap of faith and do something. Uh, for instance, maybe call one of them to do a reading with you. Do a little bit of a chit-chat. Uh, light a candle, do a prayer. Um, a little acts of devotion, especially if you're trying to rekindle something or get back into it. I would definitely um, advise maybe doing a little bit of a lighting a candle devotional or a little bit of a prayer. You could even meditate with uh, the thought of connecting them in mind, and you might even receive a me uh, message. Now, if you are someone who is very, very new and you do not already know who your deities are, you're going to have to figure them out. There's various methods of how to figure out who is who. But truth be told, they will give you signs. Uh, lots and lots of signs. For instances, one of my signs was hearing an owl every single day at high, at, uh, in high school. The owl would kind of follow me down the street as I walked to school every morning until maybe my senior year when the neighbors cut down the tree that I lived in. Or the bush, should I say. What the f- Okay, humans. Oh, gosh! Humans. The human zoos are coming, people! Bring me into the power. The Taurina will build the human zoos and no one will cut the damn trees down anymore. The owls will, th will reign and will thrive. Ugh. Ah! So... I didn't think much of it as a sign in the beginning, um, but I'm, I, it could easily be associated with literally any, any of them at all. Um, when I was younger, I had an obsession with roses. I used to really like roses. We used to have a rose bush. I used to remember uh, cleaning out the bird bath of any fallen leaves from the fall time and uh, taking rose petals and honeysuckles and throwing them in the bath, this bird bath, and like spinning them around and make-believe magic. And I'm like, now that I think about it, I'm just like, I did a glorified love spell and Aphrodite was present. There was, there was no doubt in my mind that that was not true. Well, that explains it then. That's how we came together. Okay, now it all comes together. It all makes sense. Now yes. all the puzzle pieces have fit into into place. Yep. Got it. it okay. It was, it was it was nine year old me doing a spell and didn't even realize it. Well, and this is this is the this is the point. Like people, you want to mess with stuff you don't understand. Next thing you know, you attract a crazy squirrel into your life. What do you do? You know, next thing, you know, you're just like sitting there, like, oh, this is cute. Let me do this. Let me just spin these little petals around. Next thing you know, you don't get rid of me. I am the squirrel. I rule the world. Yeah, she scurries up and down the tree of the realms. She leaves all the messages. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Okay, so you're saying that I'm a gossiper is what you're saying. You're saying I'm a mischievous gossiper. Okay, got it. I'm glad to... I'll take note of this next time I, like, I don't know, apparently go to, like, light the candle in your altar. <laughs> <laughs> Which is itself a joke, because, you know, I don't have candles on any altar, because fuck the flames! No fire when the squirrel. Keep the fire away from the bushy tail. Exactly! This bushy tail is too flammable. Okay. So, uh, essentially, there's always signs. 
And honestly, it's not until later in life that you're like, oh, shit. That makes sense why I did that. Me playing in this bird bath with rose petals and honeysuckle. At the time, just like, oh, I like flowers. I, I, I like fantasy magic. And actually, weirdly enough, at the time, that was probably my first... Uh, that year was my first association with real-life witchcraft. Um, because one of my friends at the time was swearing up and down that she was a hereditary witch. That her family had been doing witchcraft for years. Which, uh, I mean, I don't know if it was true or not. Let's be real here. This was like elementary school. Honestly, though, even when I think about it now... I, f I feel to believe that she was telling the truth. Um, yeah. No. The only thing I think might have been the weird part uh, is her believing that it was a whole family thing. I believe it was just her. I do remember she used to get bullied for it. I feel horrible. And we couldn't be friends anymore because my stepmom's like, no, she's bad influence. Um, but I wonder what it would have been like if we continued to be friends. Oh, if only your stepmom could know what you're doing now. Holy crap. I know. Stepmom number one, if you're ever listening, congrats. You didn't stop it. <laughs> didn't stop the rise. Um, the rise. And now, and now she's got like, now she's got like, she is like, she can't stop. Like she's, she's, she's irresistible to everyone because she's been messing with aphrodisian magic. Okay. It's like, what can you do? <laughs> I mean, that, uh, that would explain so much, honestly. <laughs> um, right? Uh, but, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's how I, it wasn't until I thought later in life, like, like, literally, I was nine at the time, I probably was, uh, I want to say 20, when I put clothes together, like, oh, that's who that was. Um, <laughs> so, and, and then sometimes, I feel like a lot of people, they kind of, they get so excited about a specific god that they want so badly to work with that they kind of make up the signs. Have you experienced anybody like that yet? It's tricky, right? Because, like, mm -hmm. you can... How do you know what is true and what isn't true in that yeah. sense, right? It's almost like, okay, you've got, like... Like, like I'm sure there... Okay, I've... Uh, yes, we've both interacted with people who seem to very coincidentally get signs anytime it happens to kind of work out in their favor, which is like, okay, like, I guess sort of, but like, it's like, how do you question that? How do you approach that? Like it's, it's an, un it's one of those, it's one of the reasons that science doesn't screw with this kind of stuff, right? This is the realm of science is about what is empirical and can be tested. Um, this is absolutely an unfalsifiable concept, which is fine. Like from a storyteller lens, a spiritual lens, but from the scientific lens, there's like I like I can't approach it really. So, mm -hmm. and realistically, uh, in in my experience and a lot of people that I've talked to, via the amount of witch groups I'm in and the pagan groups I'm in, a lot of them advise when you're doing a lot of your research, or just in general, even before you start diving down into actual magical research and when you're just looking into the lores of different gods or just maybe the different paths uh, to find where it is you want to be or where you should be is to use your intuition 
because at first your intuition might not be on point. Uh, for some of us, we've always used our intuition and it's just kind of, we've gotten really good at it. And the more you use it, the better it is. And when it comes to such a mass form of uh, so much information and so much of it being false and so much of it being different from person to person and coven to coven and, you know, practitioner to practitioner that you don't know what is true and what is not without that intuition or without someone who's been doing paganism and witchcraft for like 80 years you know some people have been doing it their whole lives they grew up with it their moms grew up with it their grandmothers grew up with it but not all of us have and i feel like that's where these tricky parts come is trying to find the signs and what is true and is what is not which is why i highly highly want to emphasize and put that pressure on that intuition uh, I, I wrote an entire freaking uh, <laughs> I don't know if I read that one to you sin I did an entire uh, written blog post about intuition and uh, psychic abilities no I, I believe this is new to me oh my goodness everyone gets to witness the one thing I don't know about our empress wow oh there we go but yeah no you know a lot you, there's a lot you don't know about me but and vice versa but honestly it, it feels it, it feels like we've known each other for like fucking decades <laughs> i mean it's amazing like let's be real and like this is what it's like okay we're just talking about intuition and psychic abilities okay it's like what drives that what drives that feeling in the both of us where it's like wow we're just we're just like we're just locked in like something happened there like we don't under we can't neither of us can explain and this is the thing neither of us can't explain it really but like it's just it's there honestly there's like various of reasons whether it be we were meant to cross paths to help each other we were friends in a past life uh we were twin flames so we're not twin flames i know that much for sure uh, okay, well, let's slow down on the calling me a flame here. Hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Oh my god, okay. Okay, okay, Sin. Wait, what did you- wait, if that wasn't what- I thought that's what you meant, like, that- like, okay, why else would we not be twin flames? Wait, what does that even mean? Actually, can you explain that? What the hell is a twin flame? I've never heard this phrase before. A twin flame? A twin flame is essentially the belief of your soul being divided. Oh. And you feel compelled no matter how hard- because- okay, okay. So when it comes to twin flames, your soul has been divided. So what you're trying to do through this whole freaking chasing and running of cat and mouse between these two separate parts of your divided soul, you're trying to reunite them. But various things can be in the way. Either you're not in the same time era, or they're older, or they're thousands of miles apart. But no matter what, no matter how hard you try not to chase this person, you end up chasing them because they're your other half. Now, I'm, I'm no expert in Twin Flames because it's a whole ass thing. And be I have, like, literally, I have 
asked several times on multiple occasions if I myself had a twin flame, and the answer was always no. Because though it's something that interests me, it's not something that interests me enough to know every nitty-gritty detail about it because it doesn't apply to me. I don't see the reason of me studying up on something such as, you know, twin flames to the know every little bit about it if... I have no use for it, realistically. Yeah, we're both very pragmatic in that way. Yeah. And I'm just like, it would be different if, like, you know, I die, I get reincarnated, and I remember it in my next lifetime. But let's be real here. That's not exactly how it works. You could probably remember a little bit here and there about your past lives. Maybe, but I highly doubt you're going to remember every little detail or memory of it, or everything you learned from those lives. You might get a general idea of what their story was. Yeah, I would definitely agree then. Yeah, the way you were describing it, like, no, we we, we clearly, and, and like you said, you got verification that you don't have even a twin flame. Yeah, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. resonate. Like, we're, but like, certainly there's some kind of weird soul connection. But also twin flames, twin flames also tend to be very karmic. There's always a lot of chaos around it. When I say chaos, I mean there's like a lot of fighting between the two. There's always a lot of bickering. One's always trying to pull away and one's always trying to run away and the other one's always trying to confirm. But that's but in reality it has to be the other way for you got for it to actually, you know, these two to unite again. Is the one who's constantly running away needs to switch and then go towards the person who's not running away. But at the same time, the person who's always chasing the one who's running away has to stop chasing. And they have to do that simultaneously. And it just, it doesn't usually work that well. And that's why there's a lot of, at least from my understanding of it. Okay, no, that makes sense. The hunter and hunted paradigm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. But it is a very, because we were on the topic of like uh, psychic abilities, which honestly, we could probably do that as an episode too. And that could be interesting. Right? It's like, it's like we, we need a deep dive. We need some third party to come in who's psychic expert and just be like, okay, and we just go like, like, doctor, doctor. Hey, psychic doctor, what, why the hell? What is going on between, like, what is going on between us? Okay, I don't, we both are sitting here like, what the hell is this weird thing going on? And then, and then, and then, then we get the prescription. It's just like, oh, like, oh well, you see, you see, there is a connection in this particular plane of existence. <laughs> I mean, I've already... I mean, I've already met some people who are supposed to be in, like, my soul tribe or soul family or whatever. When I used to do tarot on an app called Spoon, this is where we met. And she has been, uh, because we kind of felt like the same connection as since you and I do, where it feels like we've been friends for a while, even though we really haven't. And we were, like, very comfortable with each other. And so we were just, we were just curious. Uh, and then one night we were talking, and we were she was in the live, and no one was in the live yet. And we just we fell down this rabbit hole of tarot readings and pendulum readings, and like trying to link to each other's minds, and it was a whole freaking thing. But we found out a bunch of information. Also, on the topic of deities, another way you could connect with them is studying them, studying their like their religion that revolves around them. Their re- not well research done on them. Like for instance, if you're into the Greek pantheon, read Homer. 
Well, maybe. Yeah, we read Homer. Don't no, definitely read Homer. I'm, I'm not trying to say not to. Keep in mind though the biases that Homer himself holds. Okay, let's be real. There's like, a, he, yeah. A, from what I was reading, like like Hera, the goddess uh, Hera, was 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 depicted one way throughout a lot of stories until Homer came along, and then all of a sudden she becomes the like the jealous housewife who just always wants to like you know stick it to her husband. So there's some weird things going on there. The biggest, and I, I've probably said this before in one of the podcasts. The biggest difference between a lot of paganism and say Christian Christianity is that we tend to take these mythos and these stories with a grain of salt because we understand that these myths and such were written by human. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, these gods whispered the things of these tales to them. But at the same time, as generations pass and decades and millenniums pass, writing changes, especially when it's being translated, especially over time when uh, uh, political people are just like, oh, this is going to be the religion and I'm going to take this and this out because I don't like it. So a lot of, we tend to take it with a great assault. We're like, these are their stories. If we have questions about them, we ask them about it and get their confirmation. And then sometimes they don't care. They're just like, you know what? I've accepted this. This, this, this is what it is. And, you know, sometimes they say it because they're just like, you know what? I want our relationship to be better before I tell you my story. Because, like, take Hecate, for example. There's stories when you do actual freaking digging on the goddess that goes stating that at one point she was a part of the ancient Egyptian pantheon and then got migrated into the Greek Roman pantheon when Egypt was at war with them and so on and so forth. That can definitely happen. A kind of drift. Yeah. I, I know that like, the Greeks and the Egyptians really did like exchange a lot of those stories. I mean, like there are tales of the Greeks worshiping Isis, and you know you have like the Egyptians sort of. Well, obviously the Egyptian pantheon got clearly sort of supplanted in a lot of ways by first a little bit of the Greeks, and then eventually you know when when the Abrahamists of like Islam came in, all of a sudden it's like of course El comes in and just starts doing what El does, right? Which is just like. Conquer and dominate. So, yeah, those, those are some things that you could do to start relationships. You can research them. You could talk with them, do some divination with them. I would advise, though, against doing spell work with them, at least right away. I know a lot of people get excited of that, but let's be real here. That can be dangerous when you don't know what you're doing. If you're going to do it, do it responsibly. Do the research. Do the work. Because, and honestly, let's be real here, being pagan, doing witchcraft, this is not just a trend. This is a lifetime thing. You're going to continuously be learning. You're going to continuously be cross-referencing every fucking thing you read. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of articles and books and stories that other uh, witches have told me in learning simple uh, sigil magic. And that's one of the more simplistic forms of magic, is sigil magic. But I mean, even, I can can say even with runes, there's a lot of information out there that's just like, oh, 
it's different from unfortunately that's just how it's going to be every single book you read on runes is going to be different from another one you have to cross-reference and honestly this is where your intuition comes into play especially when you're doing the research because your intuition and that gut feeling will be like yeah this one's the one that's right this is the one that's for me you know, or you find someone who is expert in those fields, who have been studying those fields forever, and then you learn from them. And there's plenty of people out there. There's plenty of uh, witches who have been doing it for years, and they teach people how to do it. They take on protégés and apprentices. Um, it's kind of funny to think that I've actually had a couple of people want to be my protégé, and I'm just like, um, oh, okay. And, and, and then there's, and then there's the one thing that conflicts me the most, but also doesn't conflict me, is God spousing. Oh, yes. Where you essentially make a God your significant other. Now, it conflicts me because, like, I really don't know how to approach it. Like, because a part of me is like, oh, that could definitely be a thing. But then at the same time, I'm just like, if you were to godspouse Hades, wouldn't Persephone just turn you into mint? I guess you'd have to, in those situations, you'd have to, like, ask, like, like, Percy, like, yo, what's up? Like, hey, I'm looking to get into a polycule with you, with your homeboy. Like, can we just, like, can we just do it? Like, what's up? Like, she just throws you a sprig of spearmint just to fuck with you and just go, oh, I get the message. All right, we ain't doing this shit. Nope. No. No. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> listen, I listen, I know the message, okay? The message is like, if if you suddenly have an, what was the, what was the joke? An origami apple that says to the fairest throne of you? <laughs> like, then you have a big choice in your life suddenly. <laughs> to marry or not to marry. <laughs> Right? And you're just like, okay, could you also write on the backside, what is your salary? Anyway. <laughs> me. <laughs> you throwing an origami apple, me. Me throwing it back. And what's your salary? <laughs> I'd be like, okay, she's got like Hades as a patron. I've got to, like, I've got to know. The wealth matters, okay? I get it. Oh, yeah, because let's be real here. <laughs> Hades is not a patron because I like to, well, let's be real here. I do have Hecate. She's the goddess of ghosts. As well, and then there's Persephone and Hades both. They rule over the underworld, and then there's. What are you trying to say? Maybe there is the ghost. Um, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Uh, maybe. Well, I'm. I'm totally not a patron of Hades because of the ghost. But now that I think about it, but then again, I have done a lot of uh, readings for the dead. Okay, I was about to say, so. are you just, like, into killing people? That would be a little, like, a little unnerving. I might have to reconsider that origami apple. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Let me just, uh... Only in The Sims. <laughs> but, so, so we were talking very much of, like, why not do working with them as a beginner? But if you are someone who's just not been, you know, you've kind of drifted from them and you want to get back into working with them, I, I had said you could just, you know, meditate talk to them, do things with them. And the same would go with working, going back into working with them. You would talk to them, be like, hey, let's do this spell together, so on and so forth. Um, I can't stress sacred spaces and circles, uh, spell circles, protection circles, because let's be real here. When you let a deity in 
to help you with your workings or allow them access, they can be... They have access to the energies. They have access to the flows. And you're leaving it open for more than just who you welcome. So that random ghost who you didn't even know was in your house could just fuck with your spell. Uh, this deity who you thought this whole time was Athena was not Athena and what it fucks with your spell. And that is the importance of casting a circle. The importance of making your spell area a safe place cleansed of any energies. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole entire podcast episode on spell work, but... Well, we will. On the topic of working with, you know, deities, it only makes sense to talk a little bit of working up with them yeah i will say um it might be interesting to come in from different perspectives as well like this is someone who like i Mm -hmm. i've done less spell work than i have like relational work building relationships with the spirits and such and and yeah from a druidic standpoint um circles are in in like druid spaces circles are actually a lot less common oh really and the reason for that is there's a lot less emphasis on the actual witchcraft Mm -hmm. right there's not as much like actual like energy work oh yeah and there's a lot more just communication and just kind of building those relationships because druidry a lot is connecting with the spirits and the earth and such yeah it's about building these relationships as opposed to mostly and that's not to say there aren't like there isn't witchcraft that can be done under the sort of the the model of druidry um it's just that yeah druids don't focus as much on the witchcraft clearly as like wiccans do let's just say yeah um but but like so i will i do want to say um and this is something that i recently have had to come to not come to grips with but something that i've had to integrate into my practice is and this is actually an important thing to say i think because newcomers are probably going to fall into the same sort of mental trap as i do if the spirits are if you will personas characters people like you and me like actual Mm -hmm. we are spirits but of a different kind the gods are obviously a more powerful and higher level spirit but then we have to remember these are not um we may revere them but reverence doesn't mean um objectifying them right and that's something that i've actually had to deal with in my own sort of practice because i i for the longest time sort of approached them and yeah i saw them in a personhood kind of way but it was like there was an alienness to it where I would approach him kind of like, okay, I'm asking for some advice. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for some guidance. Maybe I'm helping, you know, can you help me with certain things? That sort of thing. It's a very transactional and very like, okay, like, oh, great, you know, overlord kind of thing. Yeah. And I and I very, very recently had someone um, tell me, hey, I'm getting a nudge here. Like Lady Aphrodite wants to talk to you. And I'm just like okay like okay wait so i'm gonna have to let's see uh let me let me find out what and then she's like oh no no what i mean is she wants to just talk with you she just wants to like have a chat with you because you've been very very transactional with her you've been very like okay just like let's just get down to business and Mm -hmm. she just wants to like hang out and so later that night i sat there and i just i was like okay i pull out the pendulum i'm like so you want to just like talk and it's like yes i'm like oh wow, I've been approaching this from such an impersonal lens, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes just just talking, just talking oh, yeah. with these spirits is something that, yeah, and it's like, like I probably should have done a long time ago, mm-hmm. but, like, it's just that kind of, like, that kind of reverence takes over. It's almost like, how do I approach this? And 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 frankly, you could, you could apply this in your everyday life, too. I feel like as you start to develop that connection, you start to approach 
other people mm-hmm. in the world, other like human people in the world in a different lens, right? Like, oh, yeah. like I've always had a history with social anxiety. So to me, it was like dealing with like, oh, okay, oh, okay, I'm, I'm approaching this human. I have to like, okay, um, um, let me just do everything correctly. And I feel like if I start to like, you know, I start to weave this in, like, you know what? Okay, if the if I can just talk with the gods, like, hey, I'm just going to talk with you, whatever, then it kind of weaves in with the same idea. You can start to like heal in that particular way. Yeah. So that's another way that it can it can sort of build your 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 interpersonal connectivity. For sure. I mean, me personally, I've ever since I was like a little kid. So I guess maybe I've always been I've been talking to them my whole life. I tend to talk to myself. I think we all do to some extent, but I will have full-on fucking conversations that are like an hour long. Yes. Clearly when no one's home and when I'm by myself, I'll just have these full-on fucking conversations and they just just go on and on and on. And I'm like... Who doesn't? Okay. I know. But anyway, so it's just like in, in getting into these... Uh, this real deity work i just thought it was always to like uh express my thoughts aloud because you know most people didn't listen to me so i'm gonna just talk to myself aloud right get my thoughts out there because when they're spoken thoughts you kind of analyze them a little bit different and they're not all stuck in your head you actually hear yourself talk i used to call it serializing my thoughts using language as the serialization protocol yes but all this time i mean i could have just been talking to them and not even realizing it they were probably listening. I mean, they probably listened to your thought processes too, but they probably definitely feel more like, hey, they're talking to me when you're speaking aloud. Oh yeah, no, definitely. That's, there's a, there's a common sort of, um, almost new agey kind of like approach of saying, well, you know, words like spoken words have energy patterns. And to some of us who might be a little like, oh dear, let's, let's, let's like, when the initial like skepticism kicks in, whenever something that sounds woo-woo comes in, let me just tell you, okay, I, I, I'm pretty sure, did I say this in a previous episode? I know I've talked about my experiences with like, like trance states induced by like psychotropic substances. I don't remember if I mentioned this particular experience Mm -hmm. where like the first time I used LSD um, and I entered that trance state, it was a fascinating experience because I'd close my eyes and I would say a word out loud. These are words that I was thinking. It's fine. But I would say a word out loud and then the visualization would actually come to the forefront. I could see the energy pattern. Yeah. Like I could see it like a glowing light. And every time I'd say the same word, the same pattern occurred. And every time I said a different word, a different pattern occurred. And I was like, that was the first time I actually got to visually experience firsthand like Oh, spoken words do have a kind of like energy signature to them. Oh yeah, I mean not even that. Spoken words have power. I mean that's the whole like that's the whole like behind affirmations and manifestation is speaking it into existence. Um, and, and still on the topic of you know getting very familiar with your deities, I I have a lot of people that are just like, oh, Hades is my father and daddy energy and blah 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 blah, and. Though I am on relatively friendly terms with my gods and goddesses, I don't necessarily like, oh, she is my sister. You know, I treat her like a sister. No, I still treat them with respect. When I say, and this this could be how everybody else is intending it, but a lot of times when they say it, I don't even get, like, it doesn't even come across as this. When I say Aphrodite is very sisterly, I mean, like, she... If I describe Aphrodite to a person who's never worked with Aphrodite, who, like, with my personal experience, I would tell you that she's, like, the older sister who's very popular in high school, who picks on you and teases at you, 
but then also helps you with your hair and makeup and gives you that boost of confidence when you're having boy trouble or in my case girl trouble yeah that's true but then if someone else comes at you she's like no the only one who could pick at her is me um yeah yeah no i i definitely i I, that's it's interesting you say that i'm just like yeah that resonates so much with my experiences with her it's like yeah definitely Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh yeah I mean, she's like, she gives you boss-ass bitch energy. She's like, I will run this company, and I will do it well. I will mess with you and tease you, but at the end of the day, I am here for you, and I will help you through what I got. I mean, through what you got, what I got, we could do this. We could do it together. She's that older sister feel. Whereas Athena, if I had to describe Athena, Athena's that very studious scholar student. Uh, she helps you with your studies, but then you you might occasionally play a game of chess together. The only two times I've really felt like, okay, Athena's there, like, like interacting with me at all, giving me any guidance. It really was, like, the two subjects were, firstly, Sin, you're kind of a wimp. You need to, like, freaking, like, toughen up. And, like, she's helped me to sort of gain that, that sort of courage uh-huh. to toughen up in a lot of ways. Um, no, and- for sure. Yeah, and then the other being, like, when I started my university studies, and it's like, I called to her, and I was like, hey, do you have anything to say? Because don't get me wrong, I tried calling her before that, too, like, between those periods of my life, and uh-huh. she's just, like, she's too busy, I guess. She's like, you know what, there's not much I'm, like, she she wasn't like that, oh, let's hang out all the time kind of, you know, spirit. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, that kind of gives you, that's very much Aphrodite vibes. It's like, let's hang out. Let's, like, dress up and do makeup. And then Athena's kind of <laughs> just like, I'm here if you need me, but I'm just gonna be over here reading this book yeah yeah i definitely get that those vibes for sure yeah um i mean don't get me wrong she was very inspirational when i'm like hey what do you what what do you see as my academic outcomes and it's just like oh it's gonna be tough you're gonna be grinding yourself to the bone but you have the the capacity and you're gonna rise up and do great shit and i'm like thanks that's 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 a really nice omen (laughs) you know oh yeah for sure and then, it's actually funny, I, I have a friend of mine who works with Neptune, and we were describing, like, the kind of person he he, he is, or how you would explain him to a person who doesn't have a relationship. And he's like, oh, he's that dad who's, like, uh, he, he's only there if he, if he needs, if he needs something sort of thing where Zeus is like I got the milk not coming back Poseidon's kind of like I'm here but like eh, I'm not here like I'll come if you need me but I'm like gonna be at my house it's like your parents are divorced so you don't see him all the time and then you have Hades who would be that dad figure or the parental figure who's like I'm here if you need me I will give you all the support you need it sounds like all three of those siblings are just like, they're not exactly the most, um, how do I put this? They're not, they, they don't, supportive. I don't want to say, no, I don't want to say that. They're not unsupportive, I'm guessing. Well, I mean, I could be yeah. wrong. Maybe I don't really work with any of them, but like, um, I don't work with Zeus, so I would. I feel like a lot of people, it's funny, like, like Zeus was like so, like, 
powerful in specifically the Greek and Roman pantheons, which I learned actually recently is very fascinating that I, I assumed that because the Skyfather had like a, a, a major role in the um, the original sort of like Indo-European pantheon, I thought that Zeus was like really, really, really up there like across most of the world and then you have, or sorry, across most of the pagan world. And then like, you know, you might have like the Germanics who like brought in Woden as, as the highest. But actually it turns out actually it's really just the Greeks and the Romans who are mm-hmm. just apparently like, like no, 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 this, you know, this sky god who, by the way, we're going to more focus on the stormy aspects, like the, the kind of rainy aspects of, of the sky, um, which makes sense because like, let's be real growing crops there without the rain would be uh, funny. Um, oh, but yeah. like, yeah, it's like, it, it's interesting. Um, yeah, like I, I just, I assumed that there'd be more to it, but I like, then you get modern sort of pagans who, let's be real. I haven't heard too many pagans who are like, yes. Oh, great. Almighty Zeus. It's more like, oh gosh, that player. Oh, we don't, we don't, you know, a death of the author. We don't really associate with that player right now. We're going to like say like, Hey buddy, you're there. Okay. Just don't kill us. But like, we're going to go like that way. Yeah. I mean, like, I've seen people on the internet who work with Zeus, don't get me wrong, but, like, yeah, you're right, I don't see people like, oh, hell, huh, mighty Zeus. In the ancient times, sure. Now at times, he's glorified meme. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I feel like Hera has a much stronger position now than Zeus does. In yeah. Which, okay, to be clear, I just want to be clear. Apparently, this was also actually true back then. There was a period when all of a sudden Zeus became like a big thing, and specifically, like I said, in the Greco-Roman world, um, in that Mediterranean sphere. Um, but like apparently, the very first temple in the Hellenic sort of history apparently was to Hera, not to Zeus. Zeus instead had a statue. Okay, Zeus was a Zeus. Zeus was worshipped at a statue, not mm-hmm. a temple at first. So I thought that was I was I was learning about this stuff. I'm just like, yeah, that is interesting because even back then, just like it is now, like Zeus is like, yeah, he's there and he's up there and he's you know divine and all that shit. That's cool. But like Hera, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just just like, and then and then there's like Hades. I feel like Hades' following has gotten so much bigger in the modern era versus the ancient one because he didn't even have temples resurrected for him constructed for him and there might have been one or two well there's one currently uh ruins of hades's temple uh but yeah that was like the only one i could even find remote history of ever existing I mean, the same goes for a lot of the ones who, like, I don't know, like, I I guess even to this day, Lady Iris, uh, you know, the rainbow is, is not, like, a major deity, although I'll be honest, she was my first messenger goddess, if you will, my, my what I call, what, 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 not I call, what, what's called the gatekeepers, right? They think the, the Wiccans also mm-hmm. talk about these gatekeeper spirits, um, but like, yeah, the, the gatekeeper I worked the most with was Iris, um, and I really, I need to, like, I need to, like, call her up and be like what's up all right it's been a while but like you oh know, yeah like, i just I been feel busy, like okay um i feel like as far as gatekeepers go for me it would definitely be the ladies the lady of the keys herself hecate uh with crossroads and keys and unlocking and, yeah the thresholds yeah i mean she freely travels between you know the underworld and the uh, living world as she pleases uh and you know and if you were not the Olympians, chances are you didn't have anything for you. I mean, there's articles I found that people would honor Hecate at crossroads. They would leave offerings for her on the crossroad, uh, crossroads. Um, there was, I think there was a smaller temple within one of the bigger, I think maybe Artemis's temple or some, it was... 
Artemis or Athena, I want to say, where Nyx had a little enshrinement. Okay, yeah. Art I mean, Artemis did have, like, a major temple. I mean, it was- wasn't that one of the wonders of the world? Yeah, definitely, it was a major- it was a pretty major site. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, like, we covered also, like, I, I, I sort of didn't chime in earlier, but yeah, Artemis, I had a long history with. Um, but, like, there was Artemis, um, Aphrodite, yeah, mm -hmm. like you said, sort of always there as a kind of- that kind of, like, sisterly, but, like, the bullying kind of sister- <laughs> the playfully bullying. I, like, I, I've said to the close- my closest readers, like, I have such a long and rocky history with- with Aphrodite, that's for sure. Um, but, like, yeah- Artemis was always like a kind of like I revered Artemis for the longest time. I used to associate myself with the title the Silver Arrow. Um, it just it was very Artemisian of me. Um, mm. Yeah, but as far as Hecate, I actually had almost no dealings with her at all until very recently when um, I just had this weird intuition. And here's like this will tap into actually like what people might you know tap into themselves. Like you were talking about, you just sort of had these intuitions. Where I just, I don't know, it was like something compelled me. I'm like, I wonder, I feel like I should check to see if there's a spirit trying to like reach me. Like it's just, there's this weird like mm -hmm. glimmer in the back of my mind. And I'm like, okay, pull out the pendulum. I'm like, is there anyone there? I get like a, I get a message. I start reading it. And I'm like, wait, who the hell is sending me this? Like, wait, who are you? All right, I start like asking, are you, you so-and-so, so-and-so? Wait, wait, let me narrow this down. And it's just like Hikachi. I'm like, oh, okay. That's interesting. So. Yeah. And, oh, I was going to ask you, how would you have, because uh, I know you haven't particularly worked with her a lot, but I'm curious on how you would describe Nyx. What are your thoughts on her energy? Though I know you haven't really worked with her much. How would you describe her for someone? Well, I've, okay, Nyx, oh gosh, do I have an interesting history with, uh, at least, I will say I've had an interesting history with the spirit of night, who is Nyx, right? But like, I've not, like, my when I was young, I, I didn't, like, I didn't invoke the name Nyx too much. A little bit, once in a while, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, it wasn't until, well, frankly, it wasn't until I was trying to, like, inquire about a particular diviner who I knew worked with Nyx quite deeply. Um, a particular diviner we don't have to name. Um, and, and, I, and I wanted to, like, find out, like, hey, you know... I know that you're, you know, you, you, you know, you, you do a lot with this person. Like, Hey, you know, what, what, like, could you, could you like help me out on this? Like how, what should I do to like approach this person? Uh -huh. Um, so like there, there was, there was a little bit of that kindling, you know, the, of the, of the relations. Um, frankly, I've always been night leaning. I've always been like the spirit of night has always been much closer to me than like the day yeah, same. or the, you know, especially with the sun, Ugh, like, that's, that's like the running gag in this community. It's just like, Ra hates me, but Nyx loves me, right? It's like, whatever, that's cool. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as far as my experience with her, oh, um, I feel like it's so hard for me to, like, I just, I don't know her enough to, like, map a particular personality structure, except she's not extremely obscure, but I feel like she's also not, like, as on the nose and blunt as, like, Athena is. I feel like Athena- you want, you want someone as blunt as fuck? Athena is so blunt. Like- Oh, yeah. She's- she's not gonna be like, oh, yeah, let me just tell you in a sugar-coated man. No, she's gonna be like, all right, bitch, you need to work on your shit. Uh -huh. Holy crap. Right? Um, Nyx is more just the kind of, um, in my limited experience, I would say she definitely- Okay, let me put it this way. She's- she's aware. That's one thing I will say. She's aware- um, where she, if she senses that, like, okay, something 
like I, she's kind of watching over us, which makes kind of sense because like she's there like every freaking night watching over like the whole fucking world. Okay, like she's she's there. Um, and 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 it's just like she kind of like she has enough insights into what may or may not work in terms of like interacting with people who work with her. I don't know because I've never asked her about like, hey, what do I do about this like weird sun worshiper? Because imagine unironically worshiping the sun. <sighs> well, yeah. Okay, so. What uh, people think Nyx, they think Goddess of Night, but they don't necessarily think an oracle. There's a story of her sitting in a cave, and whoever wandered into the cave, she would read an oracle for, whomever sought her out to do so. I see that, yeah, definitely. So when I think about, or how I see her, or how, she gives me off of, she gives me, not that the other gods and goddesses aren't, like, elegant and graceful, but she just like an air of like a cool elegance and grace as she walks around uh she knows what she's needing she knows what's spoken she speaks in like a sort of soft voice but not necessarily quiet um she gives me very motherly vibes but not like not that she's not a warm personality she's just, she's just a very cool she gives you cool vibes when she's present you feel a sudden coolness rather than you know a warmth so it's like hard to describe her as like a warm motherly person but she's not cold by any means it's just there's a very cool feeling of when she comes towards uh but yeah she's just like i know all i might not she and i feel like that oracle in her is kind of what makes it makes her not so as blunt as we would as athena would be because of that oracle and the oracles technically usually aren't blatantly blunt even when you know you're reading oracle cards or like divination of any method yeah it's it's very very weird like i like i i know that you know she definitely has that kind of like that how do i put this like like when i've asked for guidance there really is that kind of like okay here's like it'll she'll just lay it on i almost you know what actually yeah there's almost like a similar vibe kind of sort of like a more feminine almost you know vibe um to like when i consult with lord woden right mm-hmm. there's this kind of like okay like but like i feel like she's a little bit more motherly than woden is fatherly yeah in a sense like with woden i feel like woden is like this the the, the 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 grandpa the great grandpa or something you go to to like ask like hey can you share your like stories of wisdom and shit and mm-hmm. it's like okay that's cool and that's pretty much maybe you'll drink with them at the dinner table but like there's no it's not like they're just gonna be like huddling with you oh <laughs> you yeah know? like it's whereas like nix does have that kind of like okay she may not be like like you know persephone springtime flowers but at the same time i say that but like literally okay except for when persephone's in the underworld like just trying desperately to make it pretty with like flowers i don't like like oh there's dead things everywhere. Like, right. um but like she does have that kind of embrace of like okay i'm like i'm i'm caring for you i'm watching over you yeah I'm, you know i'm i'm with you she's very motherly uh very much so i have always kind of sensed her watching over and protecting me uh, just like honestly, probably everybody. Uh, she very motherly, and and we were talking about Persephone. I see very much Persephone as an aunt. Uh, she's kind of like that aunt who like has the wine, <laughs> the wine aunt. Oh gosh, so me. Okay, got it. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Um, no, I get that. Uh, I was going to say, you say motherly. I wonder if it's more grandmotherly. Um, because I feel like, like, there's that kind of, um, I don't know, there's that kind of, like, like... Kind of an air about her. Right? Because, like, when I think of motherly, I think more of, like, the Earth Mother herself. Where it's, like, the Earth Mother is more, like, Gaia. There's this kind of, like, like, there's this kind of, like, this obsession to make sure everything is running in, in the stable way. Um, like the stable household, do all the, do everything right. Um, be a little like, be punishing when punishing and be, you know, you know, praising when praising. And whereas like, like Nix is just like, you know what? I'm just going to be back here and I'm going to be loving and all this fun stuff. I'm not here to punish you. I'm just like, it's just, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Cause mother, motherly is very much, they're like, they're, 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 they're there to comfort you, but they're also like running around 50 miles an hour, making sure that everything's done. Whereas your grandmother is going to spoil you, but she's also going to take care of you in a very tender sort of way and is very calming and very soothing. So yeah, I guess you could say she has that very grandmotherly vibe about her. And and there's a bit of a cosmological symbolism you could use here too, where like if the Earth Mother, depending on how you define the Earth Mother... Um, like the scientists in me might say the earth system, right? But system, whatever, I'm a system, whatever, who cares? Um, the earth mother, like, let's say the earth mother disappears, right? Let's say, you know, like the sun explodes, the earth gets swallowed in the flames of oblivion. Who is left? Who's left his Nyx the night? She will remain even after all that is done. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's that kind of like, she was there before the earth and she's going to be there after the earth. And it's like, she's that kind of everlasting sort of grandmother over the over everything yeah i mean she does give me very much a serene sort of feel like it's just all kind of like i feel like if we were in the chaos that is stirred by eris uh i feel like nyx would come in and everything would kind of like turn slow-mo and suddenly kind of calm down and also eris gives me middle child vibes can't tell me that she doesn't i don't know i don't listen i look at air i i don't know maybe i don't know i i my relationship with airs i'm a harmonian so my relationship with airs tends to be more along the lines of okay you're gonna make a mess of things and maybe that mess is important but like i'm i'm here to come and clean up the mess you fucking make because what the fuck can we be real like I don't know. Like, I know that you're much more Discordian than I am. You, you, you're much more of an heiress person than I am, and I'm much more of a Harmonia person than you are, but, yeah. And it makes so much sense, because, like, there's situations where it's just, like, heiress influences you to be chaotic, but Athena's just like, okay, if you're gonna be chaotic, at least do it logically. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. And not get in trouble with it. Yeah, well, okay, but the difference is, see, that's the thing. That's why I specifically said Harmonian instead of Athenian necessarily, because Athena, oh, the thing about Athena is, you know, we all know the stories. Like, even Athena can have a temper, right? Athena's got her limits, just like any other sort of, any other god. Um, like I mean, she let's let's be real. Like that. Let, let, let's may may we may we you know enjoy the the webs of the spider, but let's remember how that spider came to be. You know, it's just yeah 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it's just 
that's just uh, that's just that's just our takes on on some of the specific days, which we've oh gosh, we've only touched on a few of them. I mean, like yeah, like we barely talked about Dionysos, who let's be real is the the very fun. Is the very you want to talk about uncles? Okay, the very fun uncle. Okay, let's be real. Um, the very fun, the very fun, and also very gay uncle. Can we be real? The very queer as hell uncle. Okay, yes, the queerest uncle you've had. Holy crap. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. He is like okay. I can see where, like, associating the gods with a specifically family role to better understand them is great. It comes such handy when you're describing them to other people. But let's be real here. They're not our siblings. They are divinities. Uh, so let's do keep in mind that we should treat them with respect. Wait, but you should probably... Wait, you should treat... Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of respect there to the family, too. Like, okay, I don't know if this says something, the difference between your family and mine, okay? But, like, you know... <laughs> There's a lot of a difference between your family and mine. Right? We've already established that sin. I know. I know you're envious as hell and you'd rather join into my family and I will welcome you with open arms. Now, what were we saying? <laughs> yes, treat people with respect. And and yes, yes, do that. But let, like, let's be real here, though. Don't go around and say, oh, I'm going to call Zeus daddy. I mean, I don't know. He might like that. He might like that. Let's be real here. Might like that a little bit, a little bit, and in, in, in. not, not even a little. He would like that. Don't, don't. You call him daddy one day, and next thing you know, you end up pregnant. Okay, just be careful. Okay, just be careful. Like you're like you're like sitting there, you're like, hey, daddy Zeus, and next thing you know, like a random like horse runs up to you and screws you, and you're like, how the wait, where the hell did this come from? What just happened right now? You know, <laughs> and then you're sm- then you've been smited by Hera. No, then you've been smited by horse cock, but let's be real. Um, but, like, regardless. <laughs> and you're dead. And th- and then you end up dead, and you end up seeing Hades. Hades just like, how, what, so explain to me what happened, and then you tell the story, and he's like, damn it, my bro is just, seriously, he just he can't keep it in. He's like, why doesn't he consider, like, just finding one that he loves, and then drugging her, and tr- forcing her to stay but with But it, okay, let's be real here. What a lot of people don't realize is Zeus is actually the youngest. Okay, that's. That's not surprising. Okay, let's be real. That's not that surprising. Yeah, it's not surprising. Like, okay, it, like, it, though Zeus is like, oh, the high and powerful one, but Hades is his older brother. Hades is the oldest of all of them. And, and I'm just like, you know, it kind of makes sense, given, like, his very chill vibe. He's just like, these idiots. I've been parenting them for eons. <laughs> It's like, fuck this, I'm done. It's interesting from a cosmological perspective too, right? Because you have, like... So, like, obviously, well, like, if you really want to extend this, we have to, like, go into... I feel like this is... We're just setting up for a future episode where we deep dive into, like, Hellenic creation myth or something, right? Like, all this, and, you know... Yes. I still like the Aztec creation myth of the moon inside, okay? Okay, okay. (laughs) That is... That is... I adore it too. Something about Easter and eggs, okay? But... Listen, um, well, okay, listen, I'm gonna forever just keep in mind, like, when I think of Easter, I think of you, I'm sorry, I think of, uh, um, just never mind, look, no, 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 finish that statement? Our delightful, your delightful explanation to me of, of Easter, of, you shared with us so much knowledge and joy about Easter, that's all. Episode four. Yes, exactly. Episode yeah, four. exactly. That's all. That's all there is to it. And, 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 guys, if you want to talk to us live, join the Discord, where there's always Discordians. He, 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 he. 
Join the Discord! You have to give them a little bit of force. You have to just treat them with a little rough, rough housing, you know? You just... See, I do that, and then you giggle like crazy. They are just like, I want more giggles and squeeze, and I want squirrels, and I want all the cool shit. So that's why you joined the Discord! Anyway. <clears throat> no, we we need, like, a bonus freaking episode of us talking about the stuff that happens in the Discord. <laughs> Okay, okay, wait. Wait, 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 okay, okay. That depends on what stuff we focus on, because, like, let's be real, okay, they've already heard enough about me, you, and, and something about rabbits, okay? I, uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in this Discord. Ooh, okay, um, okay, anyway, uh, okay, so, um, so, like, like, okay, so you get, like, like, Hades, then you get Poseidon, and then you get, like, 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 Zeus, right? Okay, so here's the thing, here's, here's the thing that's interesting, right? When you're talking from, like, an Earth-out perspective, it's interesting, right? You start off with just, like, the structure of the Earth, then you get, like, sort of a liquid sort of like a, the, the the soup if you will the primordial soup and the water starts to form and all that and then you start to eventually get like plant life and with the plant life you get oxygen you get into this the atmosphere that's built and then with all of this so it's almost interesting how like cosmologically too like you get the sort of the the earth out to the the sort of the waters and the sort of the the the, the soils if you will and then from there you also then eventually get the atmosphere that leads to all of us here you know today that that sort of evolution can be mapped to the the, the uh, Hades Poseidon Zeus evolution as well. So I find that to be an interesting you know parallel to to, to draw. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then and don't ask me. Look, listen, listen. And then Aphrodite comes into the picture by something about listen. Okay, something something about the the outer atmosphere is like balls being chopped off by the by the by the sickle of time and 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 then like that goes and falls into the ocean which then like creates a weird foam and the next thing you know i'm getting like i'm getting shipped with a particular diviner anyway um so so what we so what <laughs> nothing anyway so what were we talking about something about the runes Yes, something about the runes. Always about the runes. No, we're talking about deities. Why would we be talking about? Wait. Well, I mean, uh, there is the 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 runes. The the Falderk runes, right? Is that how you say it? What did you just say? Falker. No, it's not the. You mean the Futhark? Yes. Why can I uh, like in Falker? The Falker runes? Where the hell did you come up with that one? Holy crap! <laughs> it was it was me thinking about the word, but not being able to like even say it in my brain. That is what had happened. Oh, like right, like when I first met you. We're just we're gonna actually we're gonna back off that story. So um <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Topic for another day. Futhark. Futhark. Futhark, yes. What about the Futhark? What are we talking about with the Futhark? Why did you bring up the Futhark? Because you wanted to talk about runes, and I can probably blend this into a deity's topic of don't the day it doesn't the runes like correspond to a deity? Well, let's see. Lord Woden, uh, in the story of how we got the runes in the first place, um, basically hung himself from a tree, uh, sacrificed an eye 
And, and, you know, in that, in that state of being the hanged man, the tarot hanged man, if you will, um, essentially reached into the, the, the well of, um, of wisdom into, into, into the source of all that weaves into the fate of the world brings out these, these spirits of, of, of like that, which, that, which defines all of, you know, the elements of the world. And then, you know, just a handful of them essentially teaches this handful in in you know the wisdom stories to to our ancestors right um and so so that is the story of how the ancestors got a hold of this idea of the runes because remember the runes aren't just letters right the runes are an entire mystery they're they're a whole set of set of um of mysteries and 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 um wisdom uh indeed some of them correspond with certain gods in fact there is the tiwas rune and if people could trace that, you know, etymology back, to, you hear what it sounds like, Teus, 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 right? Um, we're back to Zeus, uh, who is the Sky Father. Teus, the Sky Father. The Sky Father actually is that is that T rune, that T rune in the Elder Futhark. Um, well, and actually all the Futharks uh, and Futharks. Um, but there's that. Uh, there's oh, there's Ingwas for the ng sound to, is applied. The Ingwas rune, the Ingwas or Ingus, depending on your your particular um, variant. Uh, Ing is a, that's actually a set of gods we didn't really talk about, is like, is a god who is, how do I put this? Like, so like, Ing is supposed to be essentially the originator, like the father of all of the Germanic peoples, oh. right? In the same way that Romulus and Remus are like the parents of like all of, of like the Roman people. Um, like there's this kind of mythological parental line and like there is a deification of this parental line, but like... Like, we're not talking about, like, well, this came from, like, the same sources, say, the Aesir or, or you know, the Olympians or, or you know, that sort of thing. Um, it's interesting. Uh, it's inter- Although some people would say, like, even Loki was tech- was was a chieftain at one point and then became deified, somewhere, uh, transcended into it. You know, I don't know. That one you're going to have to, like, ask your local, like, your local hermit. Uh, but I'll have to look more into that before I talk about that. But that's okay because we'll cover Germanic stuff in general at a, you know, in a later episode. For sure. Oh yeah, I think I think one of the things that interests me is the the most co- when you think when you think of rooms you think of the elder or the what is it younger Fugarth. Um, rarely yeah. the younger actually. Most people would say the elder Futhark, and then some people would include the Anglo Frisian, like the English runes of the the Futhark. Um, it's funny when people say, "Oh, the Viking runes and Nordic runes," but like the Vikings used the if you want to call the Vikings the the people of the Viking era used the younger Futhark, which is what was used in Scan- the medieval Scandinavia, and those are like not the same. They they there are some that like are adopted from the older ones, but like they're like something like. Tw- 27 24 there's something like that um actually yeah 24 what am i saying obviously wait it's obviously 24 there are three ats of the elder futhark and there are eight per at so it's yeah it's like 24 elder futhark runes um they're only like i think 16 younger futhark they actually shrunk the the, the sort of the set uh that they worked with mm-hmm. um so yeah when people are like oh yeah the, i'm using nordic runes and i'm just like don't the Nords weren't a thing when those runes were being used, so what are you talking about? It's more of like, they should technically be, what, more Germanic, called Germanic runes? Like, the first sort of break-off comes from the east. They migrate eastward, and you get, like, what we call the Gothic tribes, the Gothic peoples. Um, and, and then, you know, from there, and, and that's unfortunately been a, a that's a whole thing that, that's been lost. It's, it's unfortunate. They, they just kind of vanished away, unfortunately. And then from there, you get, like, also Western and Northern as well. So, 
it's kind of funny. When I think of the runes, or like mo- oh, most practitioners think of the runes, it's usually those uh, Germanic runes that we think of. So it makes me wonder, do other runes even still exist today that would be frequently used? I mean, other than maybe hieroglyphics. Um, no, no, no. Well, okay. And this is where I, this is where, okay. If you people want to understand the relationship between hieroglyphs and runes, I'm not going to bother going into it right now, but I promise you, if you want to listen to six minutes, at two times speed of schizo freaky, <laughs> just like, just going nuts, like crackhead energy. Okay. You want to hear crack squirrel? Just, I'm serious. Episode two. Crack squirrel. <laughs> I, I feel like we could definitely make episode eight more about, uh, the runes and just various of different runes if you would like and more if you want you can have your whole hour and some odd minutes talking about runes and i'll compile a bunch of questions that i can ask you to okay i'm not like a rune master just to be clear i'm just a little obsessed with them but um a little but i will say yeah no i i will say um yeah so that's the thing the, it, <laughs> It's obscure because the the mysteries... Okay, it depends on what you mean by the runes, right? If you're talking about, like, what you say people think of the runes, let's be real, most people are not even thinking of the runes necessarily. They're thinking of the runic alphabet. They're thinking of the actual, like, like glyphs themselves. Yeah. And the thing about that is you can trace that crap back. You trace that back. Um, I, some people have argued with me, and I'm like, no, no, no. I, when I talk about the actual characters themselves, you can absolutely trace that back. Egyptian hieroglyphs get picked up by the Phoenicians. The Phoenicians write and create, invent the very first, the world's very first alphabet ever to exist. Um, they they bring that to the Mediterranean, so the Greeks and the, the Latins and all of those people uh, get to pick up these early, you know, early sort of Phoenician offshoots, and then th- from there it expands outward. Next thing you know, you've got what looks like almost like a mix if you look at the the elder futhark you can actually see and if you like understand how these things shifted you know rotated shit like that over time you can actually see there's like a bit of a mix between like what looks like some greek letters and it looks like some latin letters and then a few on their own a few like interesting sort of like mirroring and this that sort of thing um and that's because like they merged in yeah okay now that i think about it you have now that I think about it, you do have those Greek letters, like the Alpha and Beta and those letters that we often see in sorority houses. But, like, you don't think of them as, you know, runes because they're still used today. That's because the difference is that the Greco-Roman peoples, and don't get me wrong, the Greco-Roman peoples did also tend to ascribe, like, they tried to, like, sort of ascribe, um... They, they tried to scrap sort of words of wisdom to their alphabets, too. And modern-day Hel- Hellenists, by the way, do tend to do... They, 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 they brought in a sort of a modern spin. Oh, this is bad. We're going back to divination, but, like, we're actually... I don't think we even covered this now that I think of it in divination episode. Um, something called the Psephoi. Okay. It was a... Well, I'm, I mean... I've seen them do... I, I've looked into it. It's kind of like a rune reading... But instead of runes, it's the Greek and Roman uh, alphabet. Exactly. Yeah, and that's like that's a, that's basically the only option you get. Whereas, like, the, like what we have sort of tr- brought down are the rune poems and the rune poems of the Germanic people. That's where a lot of the wisdom gets sort of locked into this, this little sort of like communicable poem. There's a lot more to it than individual poems, but that's what we get from like things that have been scribed down. Um, and then what happens is essentially when using these characters to describe concepts, um, 
you know, that that's where the, and when it's mapped to certain sounds, especially with trade, and that's the number thing, is when it comes to, when it comes to using these characters to, re- to refer to the things they refer to, like, for instance, in Runic Magic, you don't, you don't just say, oh, I want the letter B, so I'm going to use the, the uh, Birkenau. What you're, you're doing is saying, okay, this is a rune referring to the birch tree, the spirit of the birch, the concept of growth, regrowth, the fertility, that sort of thing. Um, and, and, but like when you're like writing out, like, I don't know, like a trade list, like, oh, I'm going to trade this many, you know, oxen for this many so and so. That's when you need to have the language mapped to the writing. And that's when the alphabet gets applied. It's exactly the same thing happened with the Phoenicians where they're like, okay, let's go. The Egyptians are saying the cattle is this, this cool little like ox symbol, this little, little like ox like picture. And they're like, okay, this ox picture is going to refer to, um, Aleph. Well, not there. there. I think it's like Alif or something, which was their word for oxen. Okay, and so that because of that, you get this now this symbol for referring to oxen gets applied to the word, the Phoenician word, which is totally unrelated to the Egyptian word for oxen. Um, that that itself starts with the ah sound, which means that from now on, when when they start saying ah something, ah like ah ven, ah doch, ah, whatever, they will now use that oxen to refer to the ah because it's the beginning of alif because that's referring to the oxen that is connected to the Egyptian hieroglyphs. That's the connection between the pictographic meaning of of a, a symbol and then like applying it to what is called the alphabet. A lot of people have this idea like alphabets are just universal. Like oh yeah, there's like the Japanese have alphabet. No 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 alphabet is a something that Phoenicians invented. All alphabets that exist that are not like modern new inventions, like say the Korean alphabet, all of them that exist historically that emerged from history all came from the Phoenicians taking the hieroglyphs of Egypt. That that, that was like the origin of them all. Um, so yeah, it's a very interesting sort of evolution there. And then it's all about trade. You know, the Germanic people start to, you know, their kingdoms start to trade with, you know, the, the Greco-Roman peoples. And next thing you know, you've got like, they have to write shit down. Um, because again, early, these early peoples were not just writing everything. It wasn't like they were writing receipts down everything. Um, like the, the wise men would write into birch bark and shit, like the, uh, the, uh, um, early sort of Nordic, you know, shamans and such would like inscribe into birch and such, or like, I'm sorry, into bark. The problem with bark, of course, being that it gets, it, it sort of rots, right? Um, so that's why we don't have a lot of those nowadays, which is why people like think of runestones. But what, what, guess what? Guess who, guess who was wealthy enough to afford runestones? The kings. Guess who like, who was educated enough to be able to carve those in? The non-Germanic priests, the Christians, right? So like, that's the thing. The Christians were often the ones who wrote the runestones. Hilarious enough. Often hired by the kings of the Germanic peoples. Oh, wait, don't tell, the, don't tell the Christians that. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. The Christians don't even want to hear that. Like, remember, we're talking, these are the people who reinvented Jesus Ween or something crap like that. Holy crap. Oh, my gosh. And for that, you have to listen to the Salmon episode. <laughs> Look at the Salmon episode for that one. No, it's episode three is the Salmon episode. The Salmon episode doesn't fucking exist. It's not Salmon. It's Salmon. Anyway. <laughs> Which is episode three. Anyway, this is all totally irrelevant. We, we started with deities. Anyways, I think that honestly sums everything up for this, this episode. I think so, too. I think, I think we covered enough. Uh, people have gotten enough crumbs of what we, how we've interacted with the gods, how, the, how they can interact with the gods. If they have any more questions, right? If your listeners have any more questions, you can always send in questions into, through the various social media, right? I'm sure my dear my dear sweet empress here will um, fill you in on exactly where to go, but, you know, you'll find links all over the place. You can also just join the Discord and actually contact us. Yeah, join the Discord, but, but specifically Twitter. Uh, I actually have... I kind of actually had a whole, like, hashtag to 
set up so that I could click the hashtag and be like, okay, this is where all the questions are at. Uh, is it hashtag soul cakes? No, but it should have been. Soul cakes! Okay, sorry. Okay, go soul on, please. Cakes. Actually, I have to find the damn thing because I am so... Isn't it like something like Soter questions or something like that? Soter questions. <laughs> yeah, it was Soter. S O T R, Sisters of the Rat abbreviated questions. Uh, yeah. Or, like Sin says, you can join the Discord. The Discord! Exactly. Yes. Uh, like, we, we, we adore anyone who comes in. Okay, like, you, you will be welcomed. Uh, you know, just, just, you, you, you stop on in. You really will be. We've, we, and listen, here's the thing. Our community is growing. If you're wondering, like, hey, who are these, like, randos? They're probably, just probably no, no. Just ask Ren here. Just ask. Like, there are more and more people joining this Discord. We are coming together. We seekers are coming together to unite, okay, to a new era. An era of bathtubs. I'm sorry. I mean, an era of, of, like, glory, okay? We are, we are bringing about paganism to the masses, okay? That is our goal. Our goal is to 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 build our empire, I mean, sorry, our <laughs> uh, uh, community, our community, our community that is absolutely not a plant cult with no plant terrorism and none of that, okay? There are some seed bombs, but there's seed bombs, and that's it. Yeah, I still think we should do, like, a bonus episode of nothing but Discord stuff. <laughs> talking about discord stuff uh but yeah join the i mean well actually to be fair we don't need a bonus episode for that because like we are planning to okay and like like, we don't have to like give too many details right now but we've been talking behind the scenes of maybe having like an ama stream and we can record that and put it out there as a bonus thing but like as a sort of separate thing definitely that would be fun like, we can have an AMA stream, you can literally jump into a chat, and you can just start, like, you can just fire off questions, we can talk about, like, you know, we just shoot the shit, as they say, you know? Yeah. But, like, yeah, we're always there, we're always chatting, we're always in the live to calls, talking about this and that, we're always texting and playing games and watching anime, and so on and so forth, so join the Discord! And, and and to to tack on as well, like this is something we actually had to just firsthand deal with. Um, a newcomer came in and actually um, was very uh, unsettled. And they're like, "Listen, I've been kicked out of so many communities because I'm just asking questions." And okay, I know what y'all thinking. Oh no, just ask it. No, no, this is okay. These are actually okay questions. Okay, here's the thing: there are communities that are so so um, restrictive of like, don't ever ask us questions to make you sound like a beginner. Okay. There's so many beginner unfriendly places. We are a safe haven for people who are actually seekers seeking knowledge. Okay. That means if you've got like crazy, if you're like, Hey, I've heard that I could hex the moon. What do I do? We're not going to kick you out. We're going to say you're insane, but that's okay. We're going to teach you how not to be insane. Okay. The squirrel who is completely sane will teach you sanity. Okay. So, so no, no, seriously though. Always feel welcome here. Always feel welcome. Ask us any, literally anything. But like, uh, yeah, as you were saying, uh, that would be like the maybe the fourth or fifth or millionth time I've heard someone say something along the lines. I was telling you last night when we were talking to this newcomer that uh, I was doing tarot readings on YouTube once upon a time. And this chick came in and she's just like, I'm terrified. I need a spell because... uh, they're threatening to hex me because I don't have the same view as them. And I'm like, if you're in that kind of community, 
leave it. Leave that community. Yes, yes. And join ours. Um, Exactly. I was literally just thinking the same thing. Yeah. I'm telling you, twin flames, okay? No. But if you... Join our community. But, like, if you don't necessarily want to join ours, that's still fine. We're... Wait, no, it's not. We advertise the crap out of it because we, we want you to join. But, like, if... Yeah, I'm not going to force you. Well, no, you don't force them. You just cast a spell on them to allure them. I mean, let's see, let's be real. No. Okay, Ren, just by speaking here, you are casting a spell to allure them. A- a- assuming that they're anything like me. Anyway. I mean, that's what true. What were we saying? But. Something about runes? Always about the runes. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to craft a bind rune that spells out soul cakes. Can we be real? No. No, you should get, you should make a rune that says something about runes. <laughs> make a sigil that's. That's a symbol for something about runes. A runic, a bind rune that 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 is crafted <laughs> by our like like like, like Raido, Urus, uh, and and uh, Naldis, and then I guess if you're pluralizing it through it solo, I guess yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Anyways, fairly well, fellow seekers, and merry part. And merry meet again next time on the, the Sisters, Sisters of, of the Round. The round.